So Congress continues to be in certain levels of disarray. You've got the January 6th committee that Kevin McCarthy pulled Republicans off of because Speaker Pelosi didn't allow certain Republicans on it. Then you've got the Freedom Caucus saying we need to expel Cheney, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger uh, from, from the caucus, which is something I thought was going to happen anyway. But then you've got, well, things going on that are of magnificent importance, yet we don't hear about in media anymore. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts joins us right now. She serves the Indiana 5th District. That is Indianapolis and Points North. Full disclosure, she is my uh, Congress uh, person, and she has been appointed uh, to serve on the advisory team on Cuba, and I want to get to that subject. But first, uh, uh, Congresswoman, uh, how are you enjoying wearing a mask? Well, I think it's interesting because we went to the Senate yesterday, and I guess that the air is much better in the Senate because you don't have to wear a mask. But in the House, you just have this, this magic line, but suddenly you have to have a mask. It's kind of very interesting, you know, situation. Were but you part of that just group? a distraction from real issues because Speaker knows that it's going to really make Republicans upset, and she doesn't want us to talk about real issues. That's the whole reason she's doing it. Were, were you part of that group with Representative Kat Kamek of Florida and the other? Others who walked over to the Senate side to enjoy the, the clean, fresh, non-COVID air? Yes, yes. I didn't enjoy the debate too much, but I did enjoy the air. It was nice. It's definitely a big difference. <laughs> you know, I, I've known you a little while from your time in Indiana. I, I didn't know you had the sense of humor. I didn't until right now. I feel much better. Uh, this as a, a political maneuver which it certainly seems like it is as opposed to a factual maneuver, uh, the, the reaction from the House is a little different than what I've seen in other times because other times a reaction from the other party can be political. This reaction seemed in many, many ways personal, not only from members of the House, but from statements from Senator Mike Lee and specifically Senator Ted Cruz speaking directly, pointedly at Speaker Pelosi. What's your take on the response? Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's unfortunately that our speaker right now, the the whole reason for her to distract and suppress her own conference to make sure that she forces everyone to do what she wants to do and comply. So, I mean, she does nothing else except exercising the power and threatens her conference because her margins are so small. And she understands, you know, that she needs to hold them together. That's why she will do anything to try to, to make them afraid. And um, their very, very radical group of people is financing their party. And they have to comply with them. And a lot of them are afraid. Some of the primary races, the recent race in Louisiana, they spent, you know, over $4 million. Emily's list and, you know, very common sense. I just had a bipartisan breakfast, very common sense congressman. But they were trying to paint him like he's very radical and hates women and very bad. And I think it's unfortunate that a lot of these Democrats are afraid of their own party and afraid of the speaker. Talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th 
Very often we hear that expression. Now now I'm asking you to give me a little bit of, of, of psyche here before we get into the conversation of Cuba. This very idea of afraid. You hear that people are afraid of Speaker Pelosi. Then you hear that Speaker Pelosi is afraid of the squad and Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Are you referring to the idea of losing out on, if, if you were to cross the speaker, you lose out on funding or you'll lose that, you know, in terms of uh, fu- fundraising, you would lose out on key positions on committees, you would lose face in the public. What do you think that means and what does it take to overcome that fear? Well, I think there are a few things. I think, you know, the very radical group of people are finance the Democrat Party right now. You know, if you look at the Republican Party, you know, we have people complaining, but even a lot of people on the right, that's, you know, people are not throwing big money on very radical ideas. And they have a very radical group with radical ideas are willing to write billionaires, willing to write huge checks. So a lot of these Democrats, they cannot fundraise if they don't comply with her in these liberal groups. And they're afraid of the primary. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that somebody is going to write a big check against them. So they have to be in check. And I think that is totally about fundraising because I, on a personal level, a lot of them, they, they seem like common sense. But she's also put herself in a situation right now where she completely refused to work with Republicans. Her margins are very small. Now her squad has enormous amount of power. And you can see it more and more often now they have votes open for a long time because they tried to convince some of them or some other members to vote or not to vote on something because they have more and more demands of very radical agenda. And she understands, you know, that this agenda is not liked by American people. I mean, they cannot even, like talking about Cuba, they cannot even pass, you know, simple resolution to denounce communist socialist regimes that killed a lot of people they don't even want to put it on the floor they're afraid if senate passes it they have to put it on the floor and they're afraid of that let us now get into cuba and people who may not know you by voice uh, detect the accent of course born and raised in the ukraine somebody who understands uh, communism and the horrors uh, therein socialism and the horrors therein you are part of this advisory committee on Cuba, we have seen the Cuban people uh, protesting, wanting freedom, and then we have heard nothing. It has gone quick quiet on Cuba, and you bring up how the Democratic Party doesn't want to bring this subject up. Exactly in your view, how many Democrats are there, or is it a Democratic Party position to feel that Cuba is doing it the right way? Well, I think they have, you know, a group of people in their party that promote Marxism, socialism, and Cuba is Marxist socialist state. So they don't want for the American people or these young people, a lot of them were brainwashed with this very utopian, bad ideology. They don't want them to see what really happened in Cuba, how people are dying, what misery social brings and destruction. They do not want to see, so they want to keep it quiet. You know, so the rest of the conference probably, you know, concerned about that, but they, you know, they don't have a voice because very radical voice has a lot of power in that party right now. And that is the reality. And, you know, and, you know, I mean, we have 
openly people promoting socialism with, with the, you know it's kind of i think bernie sanders now is talking like my gosh we, we never knew that he never expected that his philosophy of socialism actually going to oh no Ber- i think bernie is one of the most amazed people in the world that he got proven right that people will come along if you just keep at it and keep at it and keep at it he's got to feel like he's the grandfather of a movement Oh, yes. And I think and they got out of power. Now they became establishment, right, of this party. It's kind of interesting, you know, but it is very dangerous. And I think Cuba is a danger to a lot of the socialists in our country because people would see what an awful thing socialism brings with how people lose rights, people dying, and what poverty it brings and misery, quality of misery. That's what it does. So on this advisory committee, what is it that you what is it that you're trying to get across this advisory team? It's not a committee, it's a team on Cuba. What is it that you're trying to get across? What kind of outreach are you doing? Uh, how is it going? Well, we're trying to see if we can bring attention, put pressure on this administration, and we try to work with the senators also and see they're working on a resolution, working on some legislation. We need to make sure that we keep sanctions and embargo in place because, you know, this regime, you know, I mean, socialist system, you know, runs out of money. They don't have the money. And when it runs out of money, people become very, very suppressed. And, and they understand Then people start really, you know, even people are afraid to die. But at some point can reach the point where people are desperate enough and they're willing to rise up uh, against even communist party that is killing them. You know, but we're trying to see if we can make, we're planning to go to Miami uh, next week and see if we can meet with some dissidents and some some community leaders, and maybe with some Democrats in Florida. There are a few of them actually are supportive of that and maybe try to force this discussion and have some action from the current president. He completely has no leadership on most of the issues. And some issues, you know, he's harassing people with bad policies. Like, you know, I'm saying, like, on domestic issues, if, if, if he would be doing nothing, our economy would be doing just fine. But in the foreign issues where he actually empowers our adversaries by these policies like Iran and China and Russia and, you know, what he's doing with oil, what he's doing right now with Cuba, these countries are supporters, you know, they're very strong supporters of Cuba. Victoria Sparts, Congresswoman, 5th District of Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time. I want you to certainly stay on the subject and keep us updated as to what's going on. And uh, enjoy the mask wearing. Okay, okay. Well, it's it's a very selective uh, rule, so I guess, you know, we're going to go with selective enforcement. So, Oh, well, you're a member. You don't even get arrested, but your staff gets arrested. You're lucky you just get some kind of reprimand, but your staff, if they don't wear a mask, they're, they're going to the pokey. That is crazy, and they actually were saying that they will be arresting our constituents, too, if they're not wearing masks, too. So it's kind of very interesting, which is really, we, it's, it's, it's a broader discussion. They don't even have the power to do it. I don't know how health officials are getting so much power anymore to actually, without proper due process, you know, to take, you know, fines with, you know, with no garnishment and, you know, garnish your wages with go, not going through the court. They can, you know, arrest you just by on some order and decision that they make. That's a lot of power. Should I come visit you next week without a mask as one of your constituents? 
Sure, sure. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be here, but uh, we'll see how things are going to be happening in uh, September. I would love to see you. All right, done and done. So this is going to happen. This is real time. Get the bail fund ready. I'm all good. Representative Victoria Sparks, I appreciate you taking the time. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.